0: This is Rev Thoughts, snackable conversations between Tim Thompson and myself, Joel Pilger, discussing what it really takes to run a thriving creative business. I'm going to start by asking you to expand on something you said the other day. You were telling a story. Um, do you remember the rug pull comment that you made?
1: Oh, yeah, sure.
0: So I'll, I'll give some context for your benefit, but also for anyone listening, because we were doing briefings with uh, a bunch of owners while we were in New York, kind of sitting down and giving people a sense of, hey, here's where the industry is at. Here's some things that we're noticing in terms of trends and so forth. And we were talking about this overall slowdown that we're sensing maybe more than seeing, but still we're seeing this or sensing this, this slowdown. And we were talking about here are some of the moves that you can make as a business owner. And the story you told was of one of your clients, um, an owner, that you decided to do what you called a rug pull, and as you're telling the story, both me and the person we were meeting with, but kind of like we were sort of wide-eyed, like, "What you did that? <laughs> like, right. What's the? G- give me, give me the quick story, because I thought it was a really interesting example and a bit maybe crazy, but we can fill it in and, and help people understand the the that strategy behind it."
1: Yeah, sure. I, you, let's uh, acknowledge this too. It's a pretty extreme situation that some people get into. That there's an, there are important opportunities and strategies that you can implement. That you don't want to do this all the time. This is not necessarily a, a common practice either. I think that's why, as you said, the the big eye kind of expression as I as I mentioned this. Mm-hmm. Um, but specifically, the the setup is this you're um, imagine yourself in the middle of a project, and you recognize that the time and effort you've put into the project, um, you've already you already know where this client is going. And this project is completely off track, not a little bit off track, but it, it is off track. And working with the client, you're realizing that the demand that they have, um the questions they're asking and their lack of approval, it really is not going to get you to the finished results that you originally budgeted and scheduled, or even designed. You I mean with the lack of approval because of politics or, or what can slow down the approval process. Um, so you you need a you need a new way to address this issue. Um, so that's the setup that the client was in. And then if you add on to that, as you said, there are moments in well, say like you know, seasons or or opportunities that uh, different seasons allow you to take advantage of. That sometimes you would easily follow through with a project, even though you know you know you're going to lose because the long-term payout's going to be there.
0: I'll interject because in, if the things are starting to slow down as a business owner, I, my thought is well, kind of hang on to everything you can, finish every job fit, you know, grab every dollar, collect every receivable, right? That's, that's, that's a logical thought in, in that type of a climate.
1: Yeah. And that's why this feels contrarian, I think, because what we're, the setup here a little bit is that the economy is shifting, um, the jobs are, are being awarded, but they're being awarded with a pause in them, like a little bit longer sales cycle. So there's a disruption to project flow and cash flow and other items. So, you know, you want to hoard the cash or hoard hoard the projects, making sure that there's definitely something in the pipeline. And what we're talking about here is looking at a project that's not right-sized and knowing when to stop. And honestly, just using the cancellation clause that's in the contract, which very people people ever touch. It's not supposed to be touched. There's a reason why it's avoided because sometimes it can create some political unrest with you and the client. But the termination clause is in there for a reason, and it gives both parties the opportunity to exercise that clause when necessary. So in your example, this,
0: you know, you and this owner made a decision to do what with that cancellation clause and why?
1: Yeah, sure. So they were in, in the middle of a project. They are recognizing, like I said, that the end, end result of this project, they were going to be at a loss. So the question then co- you, you have to ask yourself is, is that a worthwhile investment? Is it worth spending more than the client gave you? Um, which often we say we never want to do that, right? We obviously want to avoid it, but sometimes it's unavoidable and it's okay. You can, you could um, accept that as a consequence because you know that there are more projects coming, there's more opportunity coming and you can kind of fill in that issue. Um, even with this one, own, with a, a client, you could have one project that is a hit to you, but there are five more in the pipeline. Well, with a disruption in the economy, a disruption in the project flow or a disruption maybe in the client you're working with, you recognize their corporation is not in the right place to, to go through this. There's a, you, there isn't an, an investment to make or strong enough investment to make that's worthwhile following through with a project that's going to lose.
0: So in this example, give me the quick version. They were how far through the project, sorry, the owner was, you know how far through the project and then canceled?
1: Yeah. So what, it, what um, specifically, it wasn't even how far they are through it. There was a certain delivery stage that we knew that we can deliver through. So we can call it three quarters of the way through the project, but there was a specific delivery that payment was tied to and elements were created for that we knew that we could leave the client with pieces that they needed, as well as uh, my client would be right-sized to the amount of work they put in and revenue they generated. So there's actually a delivery point, a possible delivery point earlier than the final delivery that when we recognize that we said, this is what we're working toward. And then we call the client and we said, Hey, this is where we feel we need to be. And we need to deliver at this point. And then we just, you can keep it friendly and say, we think we need to put the project on pause right here. And when you make your payment, and we kind of understand how this project's going to finish, and maybe you work out some of the issues you're having internally, client, then we can get back to making that final delivery or working with whoever you need to to get that delivery done. Right.
0: So it, it, it's interesting to imagine almost what I'm picturing in my mind is maybe you're, let's say you're at the 80% point of a project you've delivered what you're promised to deliver at the 80%, but maybe you've only spent 50% of what you anticipate to spend at the 80% mark, and and you almost realize, gosh, if we could get out, this would actually be the best time. Again, politics and so forth, uh, let's assume that that's not, not an issue. That's an interesting thought because, right, you're, you're basically saying, "Hey, there's times, there's phases of a project where we get a lot of money for little cost or little investment, and then there's other phases of the project where it's the opposite. We do a lot of work and a lot of cost and a lot of investment. We don't get paid very much."
1: Yeah, you, uh, you know, kind of interesting opportunity, isn't it? Because I believe there are in most projects a lot of upfront cost, you know, the old AICP um, requirement was 50% payment before the project started. And that's because there was such a heavy upfront cost to doing a project. In order to engage a client as an agency, you wanted to guarantee that you were going to get paid for the work. So minimum payment, 50% of the project. And then beyond that, anything you, if the project were to be canceled, you'd basically be reimbursed for the costs beyond that 50%. Um, a lot of those terms have fallen off of our contracts or they, they have different um, mechanisms inside of master service agreements that don't let it be as clean as that. But the principles are still there. You are about ready to spend a lot of money up front on a project. And then there's a moment where you kind of catch up. Um, and it's usually towards the end, Mm -hmm. but if you're looking at a project and you've spent all of the money so far, and then you're looking ahead on the project and realize there's no moment to catch up we're underwater, this entire project, you have to start asking yourself some more critical questions of where do, where do we mess up? How do we manage the client? Is there a moment to recover? Is there possible overages, right? Let the client have a moment to work alongside you, give them the invitation to work alongside you and give you more uh, money to to solve it there's a lot of stages to it um but there is a moment as as we're saying here the rug pull where it is necessary to say in the interest and health of my business i can't continue anymore on behalf of this project and i have to stop i have to pull the rug
0: right 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 well i'm thinking of in a way the, the the notion of this is especially true in say live action jobs where in effect You are being paid $10 by the client, but you have to go spend 20. And we, we do that willingly because, well, by the time we get to the end of the project, as you said, we'll get caught up and we will be getting paid $20, but only spending 10. And on the whole, we'll, we'll, we'll be okay. And what I'm thinking about is like some of the, I've been doing some podcasts with some some owners and talking to owners that are running studios that are doing more strategy these days like a lot more strategy and selling it and packaging it and it's almost the reverse of that scenario where they're 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 charging 20 dollars and only spending five to do the work because they're getting paid for their thinking and i'm like i like that part of the business Right now, a lot, (laughs) because there's not that same exposure, right, of, oh, I've got to get into this. I'm going to lose money at the beginning, but I'll make money in the end. I'm like, well, wait a minute. What if things go wrong or sideways? Or what if, like, in your example, there's a big scope change or the client can't make up his mind or the CEO gets involved at the last minute and doesn't like red instead of blue or whatever?
1: Yeah, and I agree with you. There's the strategy delivery where clients can ask or you could ask a client for a larger payment up front and the value proposition of strategy is completely different than the execution strategy. Matter of fact, even the clients I work with that are doing the strategy side, there's a hard delivery and payment for strategy before they begin execution. So two different terms, two different uh, measurements of of execution and even profit, where a lot of the execution for a strategy firm looks like pass-through. And if you're a production company, that pass-through cost is your total revenue and you're trying to make a margin off of it. So there is a a different economy between the two. I'd say this, like, you know, fair warning would be, this isn't an opportunity to be, um, you know, a profit monger. Like it's not a moment where you just screw someone over. That's never the intention of that termination agreement. Anyway, is I'm just going to basically know that I'm going to work you into a point where you terminate the the, right. the contract. You don't want to be treated that way and you should never uh, not treat someone else that way. But I, I believe in this, like in this situation and many others, that the client also knows it's not going well. And there is uh, a chemistry that changes when things aren't going well, where there's a lot of blame, or a lot of pushing, um, a lack of approval, hesitation in in their ranks, should we keep on going or not? And all of that's just costing you time and money. So this this moment to say, let's talk about termination really could reset and you can come back stronger. You can come back to a client you've terminated a project with because the project wasn't going right, but it doesn't mean the relationship's broken. And I definitely have that attitude if I was going into this kind of decision making, because um, I, you know, for the long term, you are going to have to set yourself up to win. And you definitely want to be thinking what's the win win for you and your client. And even when a situation is um, not going well.
0: Well, I, that, it's funny because you reminded me of a pretty simple strategy that I've seen work well when a project is getting all crazy and sideways and you're. You, the end that you thought was in sight, that the curveballs keep coming, and sometimes it's best, and maybe the cancellation clause is the, the what, the moment, or it's the opportunity to use the, the old strategy of, hey, let's call this project complete. We'll deliver everything that we've promised up until now, and I know that it's not done because of all these curveballs and changes, that's just called a new project. Mm-hmm. And let's get started. Let's get started on that.
1: Very smart because you you're... can also tell your client and, you know, the 25% that you're saving at this point can be invested in, you know, the, the, the next solution we're coming up with. So right. if, you, if they were to spend 100% of the money with you and then you still don't deliver, bad news, right? But to, yep. to allow them to keep some of their money, to not go down a path that isn't working, um, that's that win-win kind of thinking.
0: Yeah, that's a nice reset, right? It's that it's that idea of we know we're not all winning. We want to win. Help us find, you know, help articulate, help define this so that we can get back on track. And sometimes it just means, okay, we're going to cancel. Let's exercise that. And now we're resetting. And now what's well, the ask? And what's the deliverable and the, the proper solution forward?
1: Yeah, and then specifically in this season too, we're, you know, I think we're asking business owners to make a decision now that they have to recognize that the economy is going to change. So how do you plan ahead and move forward? So there's another layer of discernment you have to have when it comes to making decisions about finishing a project or not. And be smart about that. Don't just accept your current situation as stuck and there's no way to get out of it. Um, but also recognize what are your plans and how you are going to manage the next, you know, three, six, 12 months through an economic change? And how do these pieces fit together to give you the right result?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the past two years have been remarkable, right? But it's time to ask the question, maybe the pace at which the projects have been coming and the budgets and the increases and the profits that we've all seen that have been remarkable are done. Maybe they're you know, what if that season is done? We got to ask new questions.
1: Yeah. Therefore, your cash is important. Your resources are important. The projects you have in the pipeline are important. So if those are being sabotaged or hurt by a bad nugget, it's a good time to, to ask, well, what are the opportunities to get out of this project? And finish strong, finish well, but not have to deliver all the, all the items if, they're, if you're not in agreement with your client. I wanna tell you about a place to connect that you might not know about. It's our online community called Rev Community. It's a great place to get to know other creative business owners like yourself, to share some thought leadership and read other encouragement, to be challenged in this new marketplace, new technology, ideas, economic trends. And it's a place to research. Check out many of the resources we have online, our videos, and of course, this podcast. Join us today at revthink.com slash community. If you're a creative studio owner, feel free to join us today at revthink.com slash community. I look forward to seeing you there.